0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of twenty sided die. I am Jordan,
1: and I'm Cody,
0: and we're not building worlds based off the twenty sided. I need to get a new intro. We just need to have like like one of those cool podcast intros that like explains the whole show, and then like just we just start talking, and then that's the thing that happens.
1: Yeah. Do you want me to plug Bombas socks?
0: What the the heck is that
1: oh that was like a well i guess i'm kind of out of date here but that was like a thing for a while that's like one of the that's like one of the podcast things. It's like plugging Audible. Oh, you Use our just, Audible code right now to get one month you, you to
0: To make that a joke that made sense to everybody, you could have just been like, hey, um, go to Audible.com for your free monthly trial. Go to Audible.com. Use the promo code WORLDSHOP, and you'll get... We're not actually being sponsored by them, so I'm not going to finish that.
1: I uh, The podcast I'm listening to right now is like, Five years old and they were <laughs> that was when Bombus was a big deal oh
0: i i now like listening to podcasts and getting the adam and eve ads because it's just very funny to me
1: one of uh stick this up your butthole go to adam and eve it was uh my brother my brother and me for a while <laughs> was like their main sponsor was um extreme restraints.com and it was like <laughs> for two years it was just like these three brothers reading like Copy about dildos at the beginning of every one of their podcasts
0: yeah no i think if anybody wants to sponsor us we will definitely take your money but that's not why we're here how are you doing cody
1: i will only sponsor you if you're selling kombucha anyways i'm doing good um i uh
0: you got kombucha mouth right now because you keep going i'm doing good
1: well, I, I am drinking some delicious kombucha. Oh, you know what did happen, though, is I had a Diet Coke relapse. Oh, which is, no! Cody! Which is where you stop drinking Diet Coke for three months, then you get one more taste of that Diet Coke, and now I'm just like, Can I go get some Diet Coke right now? We were nearly 15 minutes later, so I could go and get a Diet Coke. Which is sick. It's sick. It doesn't make are any you, wait, sense. Are you when talking I have, about
0: the stream today? Like that's uh-huh. strange. Are you talking about our recording today was late because yes. you had to?
1: No, no. The reason oh. we were late was because of my son. Okay, because reason- I was going to
0: say, if you lied to me about your son and got a Diet Coke instead, I was literally about to just cancel the call and just leave.
1: <laughs> if, if this was a large Diet Coke, that would mean that what I'm holding in my hand right now, if it was not a mason jar full of kombucha and was instead... A diet coke that would have meant that yeah I went to Wendy's and got a diet coke.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly would have just quit the show if you made me late because you were getting coke. I would have just been like, nope, we're done. This is this is the not end coke of World shop. Diet. So coke. what Get what right. have you been up to recently, Cody? And also, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking.
1: Uh, I've been getting back into diet coke, Um, but no. Okay, so I need to I need to talk to you about something. And here's the thing, a person. This story is about is going to hear this podcast. Didn't, Hi, don't Diana. Talk about you on the podca- oh, okay, I'm going sorry. to talk about you on the podcast, Diana and Kelsey and Eric and Scott. So there's this oh, game seven called days Seven Days to Die. It's called yep. Seven Days to Die, and here's what happened. Diana was like, "Cody, you should get into Seven Days to Die. It's like Skyrim crossed with Minecraft." That's not true. What it is is Minecraft mixed with a broken game. <laughs> or as so i like craft. to call it it's conan 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 you know the game conan yeah or conan. rust
0: conan exiles rust exiles
1: or raft it's all of then those games it's just, just new one, any of those talking. games yeah yeah it's it's all of those they're all the same that's what it is it's not it's nothing like skyrim that was totally a lie there are zombies and here's what happened. And I'm going to I'm going to throw them under the bus in a big way here. So, Diana, I'm so sorry for all the things I'm about to say about you on air to my friend Jordan. So, I joined in and Jordan. they're like 20 levels above me, which makes me useless cuz you have to level to be able to do stuff. They all have like a role that they're very strict about. They have a they have a whole basement full of chests that I both was supposed to touch and also not allowed to touch. And if I looked at they would get mad. Um, they all had these very serious characters. I made an eight-foot-tall guy with giant blo- no giant pink hair who <laughs> was like four feet wide. He looked like Frankenstein, <laughs> with a with like a pink clown wig and a giant pink beard running around, you know? <laughs> um, and I had no idea what to do at all. Zero guidance from them. Like at one point, I was like, hey guys. How do I level? And Eric just goes, upgrade walls. I'm <laughs> what sorry, what? Mean?
0: What does that mean, though? What
1: What, what does is... that mean, Eric? Upgrade walls. And he's like, we'll just go find a wall and upgrade it. Okay, let's try again. Let's say I don't know how to play the game. How do I upgrade a wall? So I eventually figured that out, and I upgraded walls for five minutes, and then that was that was five minutes, and we're still sitting here. The most fun I had was when I found out they could make me a pocket bike, like a little motorcycle, and I went and looted cars to get all the parts I needed for a motorcycle, brought them back to one of our friends. He built me a motorcycle, and then I just ripped around on that thing for a while, right? So yeah. we're coming up to our latest play session, and they're like, Cody, it's going to be a horde night. So the seven days of the seven days to die is every seven days you get, like, bum-rushed by a thousand zombies, and they're like, it's impossible, We nearly died. You're gonna die. You're screwed. And I'm like, am I though? So I googled seven days to die, horde mode mechanics. And then I did some reading and I was like, oh, this is incredibly easy, actually, because the zombies have pathing, which is to say they have an algorithm that determines how they get to you. So like if you're standing in a completely enclosed area they have to attack the walls to get to you right now if if you're standing in a completely enclosed area except for one door that's open they'll all come to the door which means you can bottleneck all your zombies into one place now let's say you extend that one door to be a hallway that's super long and you put things in the way that slow them down for the entire hallway What you have made is a base that they will never attack, where they all funnel themselves into one place and stand there slowly shuffling through a difficult-to-get-past object forever. And you can just stand there with a baseball bat just going, bug, 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 bug." (laughs) bung. So (laughs) they built this crazy elaborate base that has, like, so many doors. There's all these different levels. They have basements, all this crap. I built myself a shack in the sky with one door and a a hatch that the zombies struggle to get through. And I stood there with a bat, just clubbing zombies all night and just survived the first try with no problems. It took me like three hours to build that base in game time. And I'm like, guys, this was not hard. But then I look at their base and it's an open, it's a circle and there's no place for the zombies to naturally path to. So they come from every direction. And they attack every wall. And I'm like, this is a bad designed base is what this is. <laughs> oh, I, I, spent, I spent five minutes on the internet and, and figured out how to... And I didn't even do the really cheaty bases that are literally floating and make you invincible. Didn't even do one of those because I was being nice. I legitimately just fought the horde by myself in my Well, it definitely sounds shack. like you were,
0: um, there was a lot of teamwork going on, and you were definitely following the spirit of the game, so that's cool. I'm glad the spirit
1: doing, of the game, yes. Teamwork, no, because they're bad teammates. No, I was making intentionally... fun of you for
0: not following the spirit of the game and not being on a team. No,
1: I think that I was following the spirit of the game. No, that's, like, what the game is. Like... And that's the thing, is that, like, high-level, like, horde survival, you have to have, like, crazy... It's like, orcs must die at that point. Yeah, like, you, you, need have to ma- to have...
0: you need to make a maze, yes.
1: Yeah, right, well, that's the thing, is if you make a maze, they will slowly and laboriously make their way all the way through the stupid maze, and you can just be sitting there pew-pewing at them the entire time, you know? Or you can just make one straight hallway with hatches along the entire thing and sit there with a baseball bat and bung 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 them in the head the whole time. Which is uh, which is what I did to smile. I don't know
0: why and I don't know what their reactions to all of this was, but I'm just so annoyed right now that I have to <laughs> listen to that. I'm just like I'm like actually like I don't know if this is because I'm tired after a long week of work, but I was so mad at you.
1: What the
0: fuck? <laughs> anyways oh my so gosh. yeah so you basically wanted to talk about how you're better than diana eric scott and kelsey cool i'm glad that you wasted 10 minutes of show time to do so
1: <laughs> no i want you to understand i i i want to do that because their introduction for me to this game like i was new was me floundering like an idiot while they all made fun of me for four hours uh
0: and now that you're making fun of them while they and flounder now like the, idiots. now the
1: boot is on the other foot and i'm like oh yes, actually the tables have out, turned
0: the tides have come in all that stuff
1: you know i'm capable of googling problems
0: yes so it's actually not even you're smart it's just that you have the power of the internet
1: yeah i did i did the s- smallest amount of research and and figured out a more efficient yes way to Cody, you're
0: better than everybody else i get it
1: than them yes i'm fine with saying that yeah yeah <sighs> also because they got me hooked on this game and now i'm hooked
0: ah so after them. you talked about how bad it was you're hooked Interesting. it
1: is a broken it is like a broken mess it's a it's like an alpha game the the zombie pathing is actually hysterical
0: hey man i know very high functioning broken messes you're looking at one.
1: Anyways, outside of the yeah, depression but this joke. This is a video game. <laughs> outside of the
0: depression joke, anything else? Uh you know,
1: is there Sea of Thieves?
0: Have you started any of the um recommendation stuff?
1: Uh I have not yet. No, I no, well, I mean a... I read a little bit of what's it you called. You
0: read one chap one book of Yeah,
1: uh, I of think I'm movie. probably gonna do the Orphan or the Orphanage. Not the don't movie, don't
0: do the Orphan. That's a bad movie. The Orphanage is good. The Orphan is bad. So, anyways, Cody, is there something that you want to ask me?
1: Jordan, what have you been up to?
0: So, Cody, um, I have been playing um, God Waifu Hack and Slash Simulator, or like as I like to call it, Hades. Hades?
1: Why is that a waifu game? Have
0: every single character in that game is a waifu and is super hot. What are you talking about?
1: Are there really... Oh, I guess the deities, yeah. I mean... Yes! Every kind of. single
0: one of the deities is hot! What are you talking about, Cody?
1: Even Hades oh. is hot! I would get with him! He's got those big, strong man arms! Holy crap! Is it possible for someone to look cool without seeming sexually appealing to you? Is no. The, can you just... Dis-
0: no. Okay. Everybody who's cool is sexually appealing. I would I say that cool they...
1: I don't know. I'm trying to decide. I didn't like. I never thought of it in that context while I was playing it. But go ahead. Tell me about playing Hades.
0: Oh, I literally only played it just yesterday, and I'm only ten runs in. Um, I'm bad at it. Either that, or like you get way better. But I'm bad at it. Um, uh,
1: you. It's both. Like it's it is a little bit of a get good game, but also it's a rogue light. So you like scale as you go through. It yeah. gets easier.
0: Yeah. No. Like- Did
1: you make it to Meg?
0: Yeah, I that's, as far as I've got, I made it to Meg twice. My last two runs were Meg runs where she messed me up pretty bad. Actually, yeah. no, the, the second time I got to her, I got her about halfway down, down, and then it's like, oh, well, I only have 50 health, and I'm not really that strong, so don't think I'm going to be beating you anytime soon.
1: <laughs>
0: so I just upgraded. Yeah, I is- have 75 health now, and I'm a little bit
1: better. Meg is well, and also it's a playstyle thing because you unlock weapons and like you'll find out. Yeah, so the first,
0: so the weapons I like, I like the sword really well, and then the spear is really good too. But yeah, pretty much this type of game, unless I like have to figure out a different way of playing, I'm just aggressive, hit until it dies, and the more you attack, the harder you hit, the better you're doing. Is how I'm playing it right now.
1: And I'm, I'm, I, well, mean, I mean I enjoy it.
0: I, I enjoy the aesthetic. I really do like all the characters' designs. I know I made the joke right up top that they were all super hot, but like I do really enjoy the characters' designs and think like it's very unique in its art style. And Yeah, it is all that. Hot.
1: Yeah. But yeah, no. No, no I really enjoyed it. I got like
0: Did I don't you know beat if it? if I or? ever
1: No, I think I got past the second boss. So I beat Meg. Yeah. And I think I've beaten the next boss, and I don't think I ever got past that. All
0: I know is that Meg and Cerberus are bosses, and I'm not looking forward to Cerberus. <laughs> <'Cause>
1: I, <don't laughs> I wanna, wouldn't look forward I to any wanna, of the bosses. I don't want to
0: hurt my poor puppy, pal. I've been going and, like, petting him and um talking to Cerberus every time, and Cerberus likes me a lot. Hades can go F himself, he's kind of a jerk, but, you know, the rest of them are cool.
1: Well, you know. Yeah, no. complicated parental relationships in hades
0: <laughs> and very interesting I, I don't know and i I like that it has a story but is still like a roguelite and just it, I, I enjoy it i really do enjoy the whole run of it it's definitely hard as crap though but like it's also yeah, to easier it's, to figure out the like it's been kind of a Dark Souls ish for like the first like two little mini bosses, the like twins or whatever that throw the bombs. Like that was one that like I died to them like twice and then I I figured yeah. out is this okay, move away from them, hit hit, move.
1: Well, and then you can stagger like, them
0: really easy with the sword.
1: <laughs> the thing that I like about the game is that a lot of times, like especially I think recently roguelike has become synonymous with like i don't want to say lazy but a certain amount of like low quality or like low production value in the game um which is fine i understand that for what it is like if you're a like a solo developer you can't make art that looks like hades you know what i mean like that's having very talented people on a team um so I like that this takes a genre that is frequently underproduced and way overproduced it and made it feel really polished and slick and fun cuz I think that a lot of roguelikes miss that as like a necessary step.
0: Yeah, and I, and I, I like the art style. I think just like even outside of like the characters was like in the actual play zone, like the art style is really cool. The enemies are pretty cool so far. Um the big guys with the clubs kind of suck but you know hit hit move
1: <laughs> yeah i also like how much it is like a movement based game which like yeah
0: I, no, I you're think moving that's... around a lot
1: yeah well and it's just something that i think makes any shooter or fighting game a lot more fun is when like frantic movement is necessary um you yeah, they gave me here the long list of reasons why i like doom you know? They they
0: gave me Artemis's power and I just was doing like double damage with everything and I was like, Okay, this is good. I'm doing a lot of damage in every hit, so I just got a hit hit move.
1: The way the builds work is cool too, when like it's different every time because you're not you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. but it's fun that it feels like every time you run through you kinda end up with like different synergy from these different moves working together or whatever, you know. Yeah. so no i I definitely agree it's a super good game
0: it's a super good game super cool and yeah i recommend it but definitely again i must say everybody's hot
1: (laughs) i'm just like looking at the art and 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 i think you're wrong but it's fine
0: (laughs) sorry you can't tell me what i'm wrong about being attracted to what i'm attracted to oh you're wrong to be attracted to things okay you know what cody you closed minded. It's not exactly
1: what I mean, that's, but that's fine.
0: You're no, you're just like, you're wrong about it. you didn't even you didn't even give more of a nuanced response for me to take anything else from it than what you just said of hmm. no, you're wrong.
1: Okay. <laughs> I think that calling all of the characters waifus is a little reductive. How there about you
0: that? go. That's a better there. That's better to be like, you're wrong. See? You see your nuanced response. Anyways, Cody.
1: Yeah. What was last week?
0: There's I no way you remember. don't, how do you not we remember? We did it with Diana. Yes. Is it Snake World? Yes, it was snake World. thank you.
1: I'm actually looking at a snake person right now.
0: Medusa? Or Medusa or whatever?
1: No, I don't think it is Medusa. I don't know who this is supposed to be. Okay, well. Nope, that is Medusa. Yep, you were right. Okay, it's not even that like it was a good guess.
0: It's just like in a game about Greek gods, and you're like, I'm looking at a snake person. I wonder who there's it could be. So many of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I so wonder many who people. it could be. <laughs> maybe it might be Medusa. I don't know. You tell me. But <laughs> so, Cody, what is this week? What are we going to be doing for the next, what, 10 episodes? 10 to 15 episodes, maybe? Uh, wait, wait.
1: Say 15. 15.
0: For- yeah, maybe 15. Who knows?
1: Oh, do you want it to be longer? I don't know. I, I don't wanted. know yet.
0: I'm gonna have to gauge it by when I start writing. We'll talk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're we're pitching uh novella ideas for lack of a better it's not exactly short stories, it's too long.
0: I say they're still short stories because it's shorter than a novel. But I guess that's what a novella is, isn't it? Yep. 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 I'm gonna shut up and not talk for the rest of the episode. <laughs> so this is gonna be very one sided Cody which is my next band.
1: But yeah, so novella ideas. Yeah, so we did I'm this I'm excited.
0: So we did this what, back episode it was either episode 50 through um 55 or it was 60 through 65. But we did this like it feels like it was much shorter than that long ago, but we did this a long ass time ago, all the it way was back. Bit, yeah, Yeah, it was 2 years ago we did that. Um so um do you remember what your story was? Because I do, but do you remember?
1: Yeah, mine was the uh, little girl walks into mm-hmm. a forest and finds herself in a magical world.
0: Fights the Kraken. Where she meets
1: an old lady and a goblin and fights a Kraken. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then I did the Breath where um guy with no memories or confidence meets a girl and then they discover the world together and fight a yeah. Hydra.
1: I didn't remember that that was set in the Breath. Yeah. I, I remembered the story. I didn't remember it was set in the Breath
0: um but yeah no so i have so we we came with we somehow misunderstood each other and i came with four ideas cody came with three when both numbers were spoken about but there was a like a misunderstanding where i went like, okay i'll just do four and cody's like okay well it's fine if i do three so (laughs) we just ended up on opposite sides of it and you know it happens sometimes but yeah and i meant to send you a question asking if we're doing four but i guess i'd never hit send because i've just been that busy this week so we never got that figured out so we're gonna be pitching four story well sorry three or four stories and then deciding um i kind of want your opinion on some of mine i don't know if you want the same thing for me but yeah
1: i do I, there's definitely one that's losing right now for me yeah. and then there's two that are i am like i think i know which one i want to do but there's two that are pretty close. They're neck and neck right now.
0: There's one that has already won for me, but I want to know if any of the other ones are going to be better ideas. So um, I guess if you have your dice out, we could roll for initiative to see who starts the pitch first. I probably will be starting first.
1: (laughs) I rolled a one.
0: I rolled a 15, so.
1: Oh, hey, there you go. Go ahead, Jordan.
0: Okay. So so I kind of broke this up. So since we were doing four, I kind of broke this up as two of the ideas are um, worlds that I have built previously on. Well, sorry, worlds that have been built previously on the show. And then the other two are original ideas of just like a stories I would like to do because I think they sound cool. So um, I'm actually going to do two of my ideas at once since Cody only has three. So then I'll do. Two parts, then one in one. So this first one, so I'll do first with the old stories. This first one will be a continuation of The Swamp from episode 59. So if you don't remember, which, you know, probably no one remembers. A while back, I did a world called The Swamp, in which a small community called The Basket lived in huts and whatnot amongst this world, world expanse of swamp. They have magic, but are forbidden to use magic as magic actually steals from the life force of the planet. They believe that using their magic to, in excess will kill their planet and lead to life in a dilapidated um, wasteland. Dilapidated is actually not the word I wrote. I wrote depleted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's kind of. They're, you know, they're the same, it's the
0: same, similar idea. But, anyways, um, so by not using magic, their world has truly flourished, but at the same time has become dangerous. The animals in the swamp are like much larger and much more aggressive. And pretty much the swamp life can like swallow you whole and like just, it's not a great situation, but like at least it's not barren wasteland. So yeah. at night, um, there are also these creatures called the skulls that come out to hunt only at night. Um, the skulls are, as I described in my story, well, sorry, in my episode their malice come to life you know the dead souls of the ancient civilizations that just can't rest so they come alive in the form of thick shadowy clouds and the skulls are only active at night as the light of the sun burns through their shadowy figures during the day the people of the basket call them the skulls because in order to fully materialize the lost souls wear organic skulls on top of what would be their heads so the people of the basket go out during also i've probably will forget to explain this because i didn't write this in my little summary but in the center of the basket is this area called the sunstone and that's what keeps the skulls and other creatures outside of the basket so they do have like a like guard system where like they keep animals out but like they are like protected by this like divine like source but
1: i feel like i remember that that sounds familiar (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah.
0: so the people (laughs) the basket go out during the day to explore hunt gather supplies And then recently, though, better halls for, like, supplies and stuff have been found further out near a ruined area. But the elders, of course, have forbidden going to this area because it is deemed dangerous. The ruins are far, far outside of the basket. And the further out the hall is, the further, sorry, the longer it takes to get back to the basket and the longer you stay out, the closer to night. And the closer to night, the more likely you are to be attacked by a skull. There is a curfew in the basket for fear of the skulls and everyone obeys for the most part, but some are a little bit more daring. Um, and I'm almost finished with the setup and I'll actually get to this, sto- like what the story is going to be about. So the basket takes care of its citizens, but for the most part, um, it provides the bare minimum to survive. Like because of this, most people with their pride take it on themselves to survive for their families. So the goal of these people is to not be seen as a burden to to the basket and then this story would follow kind of where i left off in that world episode by the way which was episode 59 if you want to go back and listen to anybody if i do this i might not it starts um with the character named jody whose pride led him to travel further out into the swamp to gather supplies for his family he cares so much about his family and the rest of the community that he puts himself at risk in order to make their lives better Jody also cares for his pretty much pseudo, like adopted pretty much daughter, Kit, a young orphaned woman who dreams to one day be part of the village guard protecting the community from outside forces, including the skulls. Of course, one night, Jody doesn't make it back to the community before sunset and is attacked by skulls. In her grief and sadness, Kit takes on the role of providing for his family while trying to find answers to why the skull problem has gotten worse over the years. Um, kit begs to be granted the right to wield magic but is rejected by the elders this leads to her utilizing the magic in order to fight back against the skull the skulls and this journey will lead to her understanding why the world is a sunken swap and why magic has such an effect on the world and then so i kind of wanted to do this idea like in order for it to be more of a coming of age adventure like set in this vibrant magical world and just I, I wanted to do like an adventure story for most of these like you'll see it's kind of tied to adventure maybe not like well i guess the last two aren't as eh, who knows but yeah i wanted it to be more of an adventure i wanted to do it like you know just, this person has something bad and like has to kind of grow up with their ideas of like oh yeah magic kills the world i can't just go and shoot a giant fireball at my problem type of thing and that's yeah. kind of what i wanted to attack with this um i think it could very well easily be way too long of a story but i think that doing it longer i i don't know if i'm underestimating or overestimating how much time we've allotted for these stories and that's why i'm like eh, maybe 15 but it's fine if i go over i can make something work but so so yeah, yeah my my only my only concern is like my whole issue with writing too much like i don't necessarily do the same thing as you do in discovery writing but like once something starts writing itself, it might go like a certain section might go a little long. So I, I think I could yeah. easily get lost in describing the story rather than getting to the point. I know when we did the stories the first time, I did have to limit myself and like go point to point to point. And I think with doing longer stories, I'll have a little bit more leeway and free like space to do a little bit more than just go point to point to point. But I also don't want to get lost not doing point to point to point
1: no i mean i think that's always like attention to keep in mind though is that like you can definitely write too much that's possible you know yep like not every detail matters you know and being concise is a good thing
0: not every detail matters um so and then the second story and then i can ask what you actually what do you think about that first story pitch idea what are you
1: i i, I like bad. that one i mean i don't no i mean i don't i'm surprised you feel like it has to be super long like that feels like it could be a pretty concise story i don't see why it couldn't like it's kind of just set in one place right like it's just adventure through the swamp to figure out yeah. about magic you know what i mean yeah
0: and um, and that's the thing it could, you know me though it could be super simple but you know me, you've heard the way I write most of these stories. It's just like, hey, um, so this is a nice, simple story. Now let's pour some Convoluted all over it. And there we go. We have a Jordan story.
1: Yeah, there's no, like, immediate red flags. That felt pretty, like, clear-cut about what it was supposed okay, to yeah. be. Yeah, definitely
0: tell me if there's immediate red flags. Like, oh, yeah, it's like, Jordan, maybe not. So, um, Okay.
1: No, that one did not seem red-flaggy to me at all. Okay,
0: so the second one um, is going to be, well, hmm, hmm. The second idea is going to be a continuation of the Breath story that I told. Like I said, either episodes 50 through 55 or 60 through 65. Um, so the story would follow where I left off from the first story and then you know brief summary if you remember it had to do with this character samet who woke up randomly in the breath with his tiny boat and absolutely no self-confidence he came across magdalene you know magda who wanted to find this magical artifact that would help her make the breath a safer place so she could start a community where everyone could benefit throughout the story samet gets his confidence and sees magdalene defeat an old enemy and become the hero of the breath so this time the story i would i would be wanting to write this to follow samet after he leaves the community of emory to find out who he truly is get his memories back and like what happened that he ended up in this like weird purgatory ocean town and like his whole idea was like oh he doesn't think he's from the breath so like trying to find what lies beyond this weird purgatory ocean place So I plan to kind of, like, scope out one of the options to what lies beyond the breath and, like, have Samet navigate his past if I did this story. Like, I had the idea that what lies beyond the breath is just the bridge to other worlds, maybe. Like, as if the breath is just, like, a singular idea in this world of other types of ideas, if any of that makes sense.
1: yeah. No, like, I get you. Not
0: necessarily like a universe, like where it's like a planet to planet to planet, but maybe like, you know, a different realm type of thing.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: So like this So wanting to do this again, because like I like the characters that I developed last time, I wanted the story to kind of focus among the same types of themes, like the themes of like failure, redemption, um, and gaining self-conf sorry, gaining confidence and self-love. But then also deal with like you know being on your own and having to figure out a problem like being able to take on a like a um huge task by yourself and like trying to navigate like the um choppy river of life pretty much and so i I wanted this to be like Samet's the character like sam big adventure and like to that's gonna be something that he does for himself and does for his own needs because like in the last story he was literally just a supporting character for magdalene yeah and, like i wanted right. to do his side of story rather than just being like oh yeah you once again are just like helping someone else out i want you to have like your own um your own agency in this story but of course i did what if i did this story i would plan to have mag to come have a little cameo in it because you know i love fan service and i love the character i created because she was perfect
1: um <laughs> i was gonna ask that if magda was gonna come back in this story or if it would just be Sam yeah, just just
0: just nah just she she died actually and you never see her again <laughs> uh, yeah that, yeah let's let's do what a lot of movies do and kill off the main character from the first movie off screen um so, <laughs> so um i like with the other one i kind of for all of these l- labeled the possible issues that i put have like the possible issues it's first the breath was your world it wasn't my idea and i just adapted your vision to be my like what i wanted to do with it so like the fear with doing this would be messing up your original idea
1: oh i mean i don't think that matters i'm not it matters to me i wrote that like three years ago (laughs) i don't remember what it was supposed to be so oh shoot we are coming up you know
0: three, three years aren't we
1: but yeah i, I, right? I, don't, I don't like m- i'm not i'm not mad <laughs> i know you're not
0: mad but it's like like it's your it's it's not one of my original ideas and i've like the idea of wanting to create like deeper lore into something that wasn't mine originally does feel kind of weird even though like i would like to do a story in this it just it feels a little bit weird and like with the first one i think it is something that could very easily be way bigger than it needs to be but I mean, again, I with all these stories, I have a plan of what I want to do. I know exactly where these stories are gonna go. It's just, can I do that in ten episodes? That's I did it. A I did it in five. <laughs> all <laughs> right. So, yeah. Any red flags with that one?
1: Um. I would say you seem uncertain about it, which is kind of a red flag. Not because (laughs) I think it's a problem, but because you know why not go for your gold idea when we're doing four of them? Oh yeah, you'll hear you'll hear my
0: gold idea. I saved it for last. Save the best for last, my friend. Save the best for last. Uh, Well,
1: yeah. All right, so ready for my thing? All right. Uh, Okay. Sorry, I have to click back around. So this is kind of weird. And I think that we need to understand the difference between podcast timeline and Cody's real life timeline. Yes, please explain. So, we, I, we, we wrote the um, audio drama like kind of a while ago now. Yeah, October. <laughs> so just keep that <laughs> in mind. It's been a bit since I've done that because this one is set in Alibor, which is the world ah, that. Yes. Um the professor investigators took place in it's not related to professor investigators at all okay. totally separate set in a different part of the world it's actually set um on the rock coast which is like a warm tide pool area Ooh. that's like kind of um the way the way i have it described is the most grotesque form of life <laughs> so it's just kind of like a slimy and gross place where there's a lot of fishing yep um But really, that isn't necessarily the most important thing. So, the actual story, this is a working title, would be called The Pirate and the Lord to Be. That's a working title. I don't love it. Um, And this is um, my attempt to basically do a, like, uh, Studio Ghibli-style romance. That's what I want this to be. You have my
0: attention,
1: Uh, sir! So, um... There'd be two POV characters. The first one is the Duchess. Oh, who's the most feared pirate on the sea. She did not mean to become a pirate, but that's the, where she's landed now. So my idea with this character is that, like, her background is kind of mysterious. She has, like, a Vash the Stampede thing about her. I uh, yes. Where, like, there's just stories about her, stories well, about her, stories about plant. her, stories about her. Yeah, right. She's, she's just a tree. Um... <laughs> But she is she is a pirate off doing pirate things in this kind of um, starting to industrialize world. Right. And, you know, pirate movies to me are always fascinating because like the reason even way back when pirate movies got popular was because they're kind of about like Robin Hood's of the sea, you know. So that's like her thing, right? Like she's a steal from the rich and give to the needy or steal from the rich and give to herself type of person. Um, but I also imagine this character as being one that really likes being a pirate. Like she is at her happiest when she is pirating. That's her thing, right? So she's like a pirate's pirate, yeah. right? The other uh, character then would be called Lord Armand du.
0: Du- DuPont, I think it's Dublin. Dublin, No, I believe Dublas. it's Dublin, which
1: I believe means wheat. Um, Or DuBlet. I don't know. I can't pronounce French. I should have looked this up. Anyways, so Lord Armand is the child of the largest landholder in Alibor. And he is like a perfect dilettante, which is to say he is an expert at nothing. So growing up, he was in and out of boarding schools. He was constantly getting kicked out. He's seen as kind of being a playboy, like, he's got that reputation in the world as being like, oh, he's the child of the rich guy, all he does is party, Um, but in reality, he just hates being in boarding school, and he's, like, kind of a head-in-the-clouds romantic dreamer that wants to go out and have adventures, wants to do something reckless, and just he's too comfortable to do that, Uh like. He lives a very privileged life. He's aware that if he ever runs off, he won't be living a very privileged life anymore. So it's like, mm, he just kind of reads a lot of books and gets kicked out of boarding schools is his thing. Um, So this is like uh, a, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Gosh, this is a deep cut. From what? Why would anyone know about, Who, who's the actor that died after making three movies in a car wreck? What?
0: Are you talking about Fast and Furious? Guy? He was
1: in the movie... No, I'm talking about the guy that was in Rebel Without a Cause. Oh, um... Or, um James Dean? James Dean? East of Eden. James Dean. Yeah. This is kind of a James Dean character, right? Like, he seems like a bad boy, but he's also, like, kind of romantic. Um, so, <laughs> he anyways, he's been James kicked Dean. out of boarding schools this whole time. <laughs> he's just James Dean, except French and in a different time. Um So, he is... Um you know, like at this point now he's like grown up, he's no longer in boarding schools and his dad sends him off to look into clerical errors from some of their wheat plantations. Um, and this is literally like his parents both just want to get rid of him. Like they don't like him living at home anymore. They think he should be taking on more responsibility. They're disappointed in him. They think he's going to amount to nothing. So they send him off to go and do anything other than live in their house. This is like, (laughs) Go and check why someone didn't carry a three in this hand calculation, you know? Um, So he makes his way across the countryside and starts investigating this stuff. Meanwhile, uh, the Duchess, uh, who has a real name, but you'll never know, um, has heard about um, farmers being ripped off by the Lords that own their land and not paying them correctly for the amount of stuff that's being grown. um, And starts making plans to rob all of the wheat uh, shipments that are coming from uh, lord armand's dad's farms Uh, and this is how these two characters will end up meeting and uncovering the truth about like armand's family and what they've been doing and all that and it's sort of sort, this is like the most coming of age yeah, story that i have buddy. it's like about a young person like finding his purpose in life and doing something with it rather than just like sitting and wasting it being rich and like doing nothing with that you know um And yeah, it's also like supposed to be a romance between these two characters where like Armand has to like both falls in love with someone and also has to learn how to care about anything at all. You know, meanwhile, uh, the Duchess is a person who would like hate him to begin with because he is a dilettante and is wealthy and is like the face of all the things wrong that she's trying to steal from. But, like, meanwhile, he's not a bad person. Like, he, he wants to be a good person. He's basically honest at heart, but just has never had any reason to show that. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. So...
1: But, yeah. Well... That's story one. I,
0: oh, yeah. That means it has to go right back to me. You're not doing two in a row.
1: Well, you can... I'm, I'm interested in feedback. Okay, what so, you um... Well, I mean...
0: I imagine... Like, yeah, when you said, like, Ghibli romance, I very imagine this being, like, her almost be. I don't want to compare it to any of the characters. Like, in my mind, it's like a mix of kind of the Sky Pirates from literally every movie yeah. and also Porco yeah, Rosso yeah, yeah. and then him kind of being, like, the bookish kid almost, but also not in the way. Kind of, kind of being Hal almost. He's- yeah. <laughs>
1: He's got, he's got Howl energy. I think that's very true. And, like, none of these things are exact analogs. Like, I don't think this exact romantic pairing has been done in exactly a Studio yeah. Ghibli movie. But things a lot like it have been done. You and know I, what I mean? i um, oh, sorry, because,
0: go on. Go on. Yeah.
1: Well, because, like, to me, when I say pirates, too, there is always this, like, tricky bounce between, like, so how much murder are they doing? And it's, like, way more po- Porco Rosso pirates where they're, like, they're kidnapping people, but it's fun. Yeah. You know, like, they're, like, they're, they're not they're fun It's not pirates. horrifying.
0: When they kidnap people, they, like, let them roam free on the ship and stuff. It's like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, it's just, yeah. They they're, like, trying to get the
1: little kids to not play with the grenades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's cute. Um, or, like, even in... I remember there's a thing in Porco Rosso where, like, they're having that duel at the end of the movie. Like, the yeah. two, um, you know, flying aces. And, like... Torco is intentionally not shooting down the other ship because he doesn't have a clean shot that would miss the yeah. pilot you know so he won't sh- he won't take a shot that'll kill the pilot and i'm like well that that's the vibe right like in this world i th- or like in my world of pirates it would be seen as a failure to just like murder a ship hand who's handling the wheat shipment. yeah you know like okay that's not who she's after she's trying to screw over this like lord who's stealing wheat from you know people you know that's who she wants to hurt all right well that was my idea i I mean
0: of course your first
1: idea was a romance are all of your ideas romances not necessarily this one is a romance the other two could be romance Ah. this is like i would say this is romance with pirates the other two would be like pirates with romance you know what i mean okay
0: so anyways Um, Oh, yeah, it's me. That's me. Holy crap. Okay. So this idea is definitely, like, the most Jordan idea of all of them where it's, like, convoluted. And, like, this one, like, I like the idea, but it's not, like, excitement. It's, like, I would like to write the characters in this. So this is one of the ones where this is a completely new world that I've never done. So it's going to be a little bit more of um, exposition setting this up. But this is just going to be called Brothers. So, So, yeah, like in writing these like um like new world ideas like i think the first and foremost struggle with them is that there is going to have to be a little bit more exposition and i think this one might be a little bit more difficult because it's going to need a little bit explaining to do before i like you know because i like in the other two i've already set up the worlds like i'll talk as if this is something you guys know what's going on but this one like is completely new so i little bit more exposition but again i think i have enough space to be able to do the world so anyways this one is going to be set in the far future of a magical world at the center of this place is the world tree that gives magic to sorry magic and life to the entire world around this world tree the civilization has utilized its roots and the energy from its leaves to create a society so imagine the center of this city almost being like a cyberpunk city but it is powered through magical means not through technology so we get like the glowing billboards lights like you know, neon lights and all this stuff and like the vehicles are all powered by this world tree. You're giving me a look and I don't know if it's a look.
1: No, no, okay. no, go ahead. You're good.
0: Um, but yeah. So in this society, there is a great class divide, which is partly due to the legacy heirs of those who helped build the society as it is today. And then partly through the fact that not everyone is attuned to the magic the same way. So those CEOs who had their regime passed down generation through generation and the higher ups, pretty much rule this area with like you know there's kind of like a government but you know the corporations the money comes they're the ones who kind of guide where society goes so if you aren't one of those people then you are one of the many who can use magic and can find a living through magical work Be that entertainment, creating magical means of transport, generating power to the city, or law enforcement. Like, any of those, like, examples is pretty much what those magical people who are not, like, you know, running the companies and, like, innovating. Basically, it's like the engineer type things and the innovators, but only with magic. So, like, those people can use their powers that are seen as special. And in the world, like like I said, there's a government. It's run by a council who claims that they can speak the tree's will. And they are those with the magical power to connect with the tree and see its will. And they don't necessarily speak. They, they see its will. They, like, you know, have their whole, like, oh, yes, the tree gives us the power to see where we should sit in the world. But they, like, don't necessarily speak the truth. They're not necessarily, like, telling everybody what the tree's will is so there could be some um finagling with that and so this kind of furthers the class divide because even the leadership is through those who have power and thus they cater to those like them so the tree's will obviously is going to make the people who have power like seem like the special chosen ones and so the lower class are those who can't use the power and thus have to do manual jobs or not work at all and they can get an education but it seems like the cards are always stacked against them and it's like so they they, they work but they see no respect to the job force they learn but they are never seen as equally intelligent and they are constantly behind space did i just make magical black people
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you did you also did make legend of korra what you did was make Legend Yeah, but of it's
0: far future. That's why I... I mean, I kind of... The, the idea I had was kind of... It's not based on, but it is kind of in that same realm. But it's far future. I want it to be a more cyberpunk backing. Anyways, so there have been, okay. like, some talks of revolutions for equality. Yes, Korra. Yes, yes, yes. But because they have the disadvantage <laughs> power-wise, those rebellions and revolutions are usually, like, quickly crushed. But... Recently, an underground terrorist group God Death Tree has risen up with the goal of ridding the world of magical powers altogether and making everyone equal. I did just make Cora.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so, so but the, but their plan
0: is to bring death to the world tree. They want to destroy the world tree in order to, you know, stop their idea is Death Tree start from zero. We're going to destroy the world tree, everybody's equal. Those who have been lying to us through society, those who have been like, oh, yes, we're special because we have all these created all these technology. All that goes to zero immediately. And therefore, everybody's equalized. It's going to be chaotic and hectic at first. But their belief is that through the chaos, they can come to a society that is more unified eventually. So all of that being said, like I said, very convoluted Jordan stuff. Um. My goal for this story is not to tell this worldwide action story. Like I don't want it to be like this huge battle of like measures. Not I don't want it to be like huge shootout scenes and stuff like that. But I, w- I wanted to tell something a little bit more intimate than that. The story would go back and forth between past and present. I also wanted to do the idea of a non-linear story where I have scenes of like these characters' past and also the present back and forth. This is why I think this is too big. But anyways, sort of go back and forth between past and present and start by following two kids as they grow up at on different sides of this class divide. So Jackson Jackie Preston is part of the family who created the magical subway system. So he has always been super well off. Unfortunately for him, he grew up without um sorry, grew up without being able to use the magical powers but he is still accepted by society because of his family. So he grew up, so then he grows up to um, be a member of a special division sector of the law enforcement that is in charge of stopping terrorists and keeping the peace. I have a feeling you see where this is going. So River, <laughs> River Samus, he grew up in a family without out the power and has always struggled to make it in society he and Jackie met at a very young age because River's father was a foreman at Jackie's family's plant. So they became friends, almost like brothers, the title, very quickly. But soon, River realized that he and Jackie would never be seen as equals. And as Jackie moved up in society, River slowly became a revolutionary who he now leads the Death Tree organization. So the story would both follow like as they're growing up and kind of like you're starting to see the divide in the friendship and then like come back to when they clash in their their ideals clash of like okay um river's idea is you know start at zero everybody needs to be equal or this world is going to eventually fall apart even if i'm not the one to make it fall apart and jackie's idea is that we need to sustain peace this works know it's hard for some people but this way of living works it's just we we can't have revolutionary standing up because you'll destroy the chaos that comes from you know destroying the death tree like destroying the balance would be detrimental to society everything will fall apart and so it's like the idea of equality versus sustained peace and that's like the story that i wanted to do this like battle of wills kind of as we go through the character building
1: I mean I think the only thing that to me is like a red flag about that is you spent a long time just describing the setting yep. to me and all the detail that would need to be there and you also want to do flashbacks and that feels that feels like it yes. could be too long. That's the one that I would say like this one feels yes. too long. Not that there's anything wrong with the idea of the story but that's yeah that's (laughs) the thing
0: it feels long but like i mean like i i have the i I mean again i this is not the story i necessarily want like i'm like gunning for but like i have the idea in my head of like how this would go like oh it would already start with um like jackie going on the mission to like oh you know they discovered the base of the death tree people and then getting captured and then like the flashbacks and the like fight with his friend and then you know who knows what happens to the world tree
1: yeah
0: but yeah
1: yeah that one definitely feels like there's a lot of yeah dude it would
0: be a great movie though
1: (laughs) (laughs) it might be a great three or four movies
0: or just a, a limited 10 episode series That's your three or four movies right there.
1: (laughs) Alter carbon,
0: but it doesn't suck. Stitch it to Netflix. I would love to be a writer. I would love to be a writer, but I don't think that's ever going to
1: happen. Okay. All right. You ready for story idea number two? Okay. This is unrelated. I do just want you to know that right now I am listening to Train by Drops of Jupiter. Can you say that? (laughs) Can you flip that around
0: and say that correctly? Thanks.
1: (laughs) Oops. Anyways. Uh, All right, the second idea is called Space Truckin', but that title would need to go because I wrote Space Truckin', and then as I wrote it, it became something else. It might be called Space Mail, or You've Got Mail. (laughs) You've Got
0: Mail, let's do that 90s movie with Tom Hanks, but only in space.
1: So, this is one that, like, I started this and I was like, I don't like this idea at all, and then I wrote more, and I'm like, ah, now I love it. There it was, I just found out that I love this idea. So, my my base idea is a uh adventure through space with a group of disparate aliens, right? It's just just an ensemble cast of fun aliens. That's really the God, story. Like Everything the long else is secondary. Planet,
0: that one, is this
1: your way of doing that? Yes. It's exactly that, Jordan. Yes, it is. Shut up. Don't tell them. Anyways, yeah, I mean partially. But okay. Here's The part that I like better. What they will actually be is uh, a member of a group called the post. So in the wide gulf of space, humanity has become more separate than ever. Right. Um, We're able to make colonies. We're able to terraform worlds. We're able to build space stations that are self-sufficient. All of those things. But. What we don't have is good instantaneous communication between all these different systems that are light years apart. Um, Large scale shipping exists between all of these different colonies, but they don't really have the time for like, I want to send a letter. Can you come pick it up? Right. Or I want to send a hard drive of videos to my mom who's living four worlds over. Can you come pick it up? that doesn't exist right so because of this need for a renewed kind of postal service between planets a like loose network of independent like ship captain's forms called the post um and basically what they act as is if you're on a colony on a far-flung planet they'll stop by every so often and you can give them cargo right and it's like a thing where the colony has to pull their resources together to be able to afford to pay a ship to fly all the way out to them and then fly all the way back, and then also fly all their mail downstream, right? Um. So working for the Post is an incredibly dangerous job. Piracy exists out in space. It's also space, and it sucks. It's full of things that want to kill you. Just being space. Um, and managing to pilot a craft is extremely difficult so this is kind of like seen as a very hazardous and also low-paying job but it's also like a life-encompassing job right so this job becomes the landing place for like novelists criminals adventure seekers people down on their luck i'm sorry you
0: you no, you let me speak and then i'm gonna interrupt and say a stupid joke but um this is just futurama. Dun 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 oh, dun, yeah, dun, actually, dun dun dun. Actually yeah. Dun, dun.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, novelists, criminals, adventure seekers, people down on their luck, rebels, or anyone that just wants to be a nomad of the stars, or, you know, doing it for the mm. romance or for necessity, yep. right? If you need to get away from your life, this is a thing you can do. So our two main characters are Robin and Lauren, a brother and sister that bought a junk freighter and got hired as a freelance post vessel. They're docked at the Outworlds Transit Hub, which is basically the furthest out post hub that there is. They're just in the middle of nowhere. And now all they need to do is hire a crew and get lost in deep space, right? So that's the start of our story, is this kind of like younger brother and sister own a ship and they need to collect a crew of people to pilot it with them and keep it running and then start getting jobs out in the nothingness just a couple of months ago thorlax and <gasps> Thrella were happy being the prince and princess of the new mech colony's royal family their mother and father the king and queen were killed in their beds the coup was being carried out by another noble family finally taking control by right of blood, either Thorlax or Thrilla should have been the next in line for the throne. The siblings were competing from the time of birth to be named heir of their family. Now that dream is dead, and they are the only family they have left. So they make their way into the postal service, call themselves Robin and Lauren, and buy a ship. <laughs> um, so they're two um, like fleeing royals that just need oh. to hide. And my idea is not that that's what the story will be about. That's just their background and their dynamic is that they've been like from birth, it was going to be one of them was going to become either the king or queen of this whole empire. And so they've been at each other's throat their entire lives, trying to one up each other, always trying to be better. And like every single thing that they did was a competition until their family was killed. And now they're just on the run together and they own a junky ship. And they also have a crew of misfits with them, that's this idea, and I love okay. it. So, how, how many
0: characters do you plan? Like, so my only concern is like you doing like a too many characters, and that that being like the the struggle of keeping lines straight if you have too many things going on. Bare like, minimum yeah. five.
1: Okay. Bare minimum okay. five. I mean,
0: like you, you're definitely way better at that than me. But like, I I, I find it hard to write more than like two characters, two to three characters in a scene at a time, because I feel like it's very easy to kind of lose the thread.
1: That's something I'm trying okay, to so get yeah, better so about. Cause I agree it. with you. Um, but I also think that that is like, that's a limitation yeah. I should work on. Like that's, that's a tire. Worth well, yeah, I mean, if that's what you shape, want to you know? get better
0: at in writing, and that's like something like this will be help you get better at writing, then I think go ahead and do it. It's, that's like that. That's the only like not. It's not even a red flag. It's like a very pale yellow flag. It's like just be careful with writing too many characters because then you might lose the thread. And that's that's just my. I've struggled with it. I just want to, you know, shoot you. Just like hey, just you know, take a look at this. <laughs> But yeah, um, but I I like the, I mean, I like the idea because it reminds me of a mix of Futurama and Serenity.
1: (laughs) You know what it really is? Like, there's this one romance novel and I do not remember what it was called, but it had, like, this dynamic that I loved, which is, um, there's, like, you know, again, it's in the future, whatever. There's, like, massive space travel and, like, Starfleet exists, you know? And there's all these different planets and there's also um this weird group of people that are considered to be like semi-legal pirates slash like humanitarian workers and um it's just like a love story about this old pirate falling in love with someone who's in the military (laughs) um but i loved the way they described the pirates because like They their stated mission is to go and help people and they're helping people that don't matter. And it's like not like huge galactic war. It's like this colony ran out of food. We're going to get food for them. And it's like, how do you get that food? And they're like, we'll find the nearest place with food. And we will take it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's like, well, technically they're doing humanitarian work. They're just, like, not exactly doing it legally. And I'm like, that's, like, the coolest group of people I can imagine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, no, I like it. I like
0: I like what you're throwing down.
1: And ever since then, yeah, I've been writing those characters into all of my stories. You ha- <laughs> I, need to figure out, I need to figure out what you that novel was. You have a much so more good.
0: whimsical way of, like, writing your stories. And that's, like, something I'm kind of jealous of. I wish I could write... Lighter, like you know, all of mine kind of fall in this like same wanting to do like decently heavy. Like, I literally just talked about a story about a class divide between um, magical fascist and um, non magical black people. That's what I created. Like, <laughs> I just want to say it's like, but but it's also, I guess, a lot of times when I write, it's like this cathartic experience where I'm writing like my emotions feeling you know, like the whole the first five part story that we did, the breath, I like wrote a character who was basically me, modeled after me. It's like low confidence. Meet someone who like doesn't treat him like he's an idiot and like, yeah, you have low confidence, but we're just going to go on this venture together and you'll get there. And that's just the story.
1: No, I mean, I think that's like normal yeah. though, right? It's like a lot of like I think all work is somewhat autobiographical. And And
0: then the the Hollow Root Forest one that I was writing and am still writing, that was just me struggling with dread. (laughs) Knowing what dread is. Knowing that there's no escape. Ever. You can't escape. You can't escape. You can't escape. Anyways, so are you good? It's time for me to go to my next part.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. That was was World 2. I'm sorry. I just... (sighs)
0: When you have major depression, every story looks like a chance to talk about your sadness.
1: <laughs> All of my stories are just excuses to talk about pirates that wear leather jackets. I you were going to say pirates that are leather
0: daddies. I'm like, hey, whatever you want, dude.
1: no wasn't gonna say that but you sure did
0: okay so this next last one this last one is the one i definitely want to do you might hear the enthusiasm pop back into my voice but i don't have a real title but the like placeholder title is anomaly hunters incorporated or anomaly hunters inc is what i have right here um so this last one is this is the one So I know for the audio drama and some of my other writings, I've kind of been on the hit of Paranormal Investigators. But, but, bear with me. I know that I do Paranormal Investigators in Small Town is like right now my favorite genre to write. Or Small Town Horror is my favorite genre to write right now. But I really like the idea of this one and I think I could present like a fun, fun supernatural adventure but also some elements of horror and some like suspense in there as well because you know i really love horror and suspense and you know like my mom's like oh where do you get like you know like why do you like horror and suspense so much but i was raised on the twilight zone man that's where i (laughs) get the horror and suspense love from because i was raised on the Twilight Zone. Every year for New Year's, we watch the Twilight Zone marathon. All 24 hours of it. That's why I love this stuff. So, this idea is set in a small town, but it's not like a super small town, like rural area, rural area, or in, that's a really hard word to say. Rural. Rural? Rural.
1: It is weird. the, the, the it's, R-U-R, it's R-U-R is very hard to describe right R-U-R- R-U-R-A.
0: Rural. R- 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 but anyways, rural area. It's not it's not in a rural area or anything like that. I think it's which is it's sad that I did this again, but I think it is closer to the style of the town in the Westerton Chronicles, because again, I would be writing based off my own hometown. So we have the old and new sides of town and the area of a business boom, but that information isn't really pertinent to the story at hand. So in the background of this story, there are supernatural events that happen called anomalies. These aren't necessarily just like monsters like in Westerton Chronicles, but it can be anything From like a time suck, which is an area that either time moves super fast or moves super slow in. Or it could be like appearing wormholes or like spirit-like creatures that feed off emotions, ghosts, any any supernatural occurrence can exist in this world. And then like because of this, a deep underground FBI-like organization called No Name is tasked by the government to keep these anomalies in control either hunting them down and containing them, or getting rid of them altogether. The leader of this organization is a seemingly young man around his 30s or 40s named Alistair, aka Alistair the Albino. So he is a man of mystery, but recruits regularly, welcoming many into the fold. So the story I want to write will follow Daniel who is on his way back in town after some hard points in life to he's back in town to finally make amends with his like overly controlling parents who like caused him to leave home at a very young age. And along the way, like when he makes it there, he will experience um, a run in with an anomaly and barely make it out with his life. And that's when he is approached by Alistair who offers him a position at no name. So, as Daniel has nowhere to go and kind of owes no name for saving his life he he joins this organization and then um, Daniel is paired with Natalia Nate Benton and the two go on to sh- other short adventures and like this story would be about like their budding friendship intermixed with like these two two other supernatural adventures so. I know that this could very easily, again, be a super long story. But I also wanted to do something that could be more episodic. Like, I I wanted to do, like, so my idea for this whole story, like this novella, would be three short stories. But does not necessarily have to be the only short stories in this universe with these characters? So I, I, I would love to kind of have this as a fallback. Um, if we ever needed to take a break from wor- regular world building and just needed like to fit a quick fill-in episode i could do a story in this or if we roll hey write a story in the world i could like come back to this anytime i want but i i i i think that i want to do like this like idea of these three short stories three episodic short stories that happen in this world with these characters because like already when i was like writing like coming up with this idea and writing this idea i like fell in love with my ideas for the characters and with that i wanted to do kind of more what i did with the breath and have a more like intimate setting almost like where the breath was the whole story of the breath was three characters yeah and i and i wanted yeah.
1: to well and my thought, only thought oh sorry are you like is this like done with yeah, now now we're we're in discussion.
0: In discussion yeah but.
1: okay um my thought with this i think that Something that would be worth focusing on if you're going to do three short stories is there needs to be an emotional arc over all three of those that concludes in a satisfying way. Um, so, like, if the characters have differences that they need to work out through for some reason, that should be finished by the end of so, the third so story. The ones you know what I mean? Uh- So, the mysteries can be episodic, but the emotional through line should be. The idea
0: that I wanted to come because it's going to start with this guy coming back home after leaving home at a young age, like saying F you to his friends, like wanting nothing to do with his old life. And then he's coming back because he's fell on hard times, like wants to know the feeling of belonging again. And like that's what he's going to get by being a part of this team with um, Nate and. Um, dealing with Alistair and the like paranormal stuff but like at the same time it's going to be like is this really what I want to do with my life type things like discovering that and then there is I do have plans for an arc with Nate like so so I guess in space so I guess I kind of talked with Cody about something was off air a little bit but I guess what I want to do is just have two characters finding out that they belong and they belong together, but not necessarily in a romantic way.
1: Well, and I think that's good because like, I mean, that's part of what I liked about, um, gosh, space truck. And for me, right. Is that, um, as much as I like romance and stories, I do feel like there is a certain lack of like close and non-romantic relationships depicted in fiction. You know what I mean? so that's like why i put a brother and sister in one of my stories was because i'm like well it's fun to write people who are close maybe but not like yeah, dating and like that, that's actually
0: something that i kind of a little bit like it was a hard decision that i made at the end of the breath because at the very end of the breath i decided not to have the two main characters get together not to be like a romance thing and that was like as i was writing it i had every right to make that a romance but i'm like no, I just want these two characters to love each other as friends and not be in a relationship. And I kind of want to do the same idea of being like an intimate, close friendship between these two characters as they go on these adventures, but also not not make this just a romance between these two guys. And, like, like I, I I don't know. And I, I know it's going to be hard because, like, the first story I'm going to do is probably going to be mostly a Daniel solo story with him experiencing this anomaly. And then, like, it's going to be right away him dealing with another person and then the third story. And they're going to be set, like, they're not going to be, like... Three adventures that all happen back to back. It's good. Like third story is gonna be like a little bit of a timescape. It's not gonna be like twenty year timescape, but it's gonna be like after they've been working together. But then also, like you will see how much they've been like they've gotten along in the period that's not talked about in the story. Then again, it's also going to be a thing that will be open that I can go back and fill in some stories if I want to later. But like I think I like the idea of having this open so i can continue the so, story because I, I really like the idea of paranormal investigators it doesn't have to be monsters it's like like doctor who deals with all sorts of weird paranormal stuff it's kind of like that idea where it's not always like oh they have to fight a vampire or oh there's a werewolf it's like may, maybe sometime they might walk into a room that gravity's upside down and i have to figure out why and yeah it's just it's just that idea so
1: no i like that I guess I'm, I'm overall
0: with the story is like where do you th- do you think that are there any outlying red flags, or do you think that my excitement for this is warranted?
1: <laughs> I think like I said, I think the only thing I would say is just have an emotional through line through all the stories. Like whatever conflict there is between those two characters that should exist as like something that builds and has a climax and then a falling action. Um, I wouldn't think of it as like three separate things. You know what I mean? Not that you can't do three different adventures. Just having some kind of emotional through line, I think, would be a good yeah. idea. But that was that was the only that was the only thing I thought about. Yeah. So it.
0: this is this is my leading idea. Uh, and I think this is what I'm going to end up
1: going with. So, anyway. All right. So this is my one that's tied Great. with space trucking. This doesn't have a title right now. I guess I could say the Grimes Manor, but. I, I don't think that's what I would actually end up calling it. So whatever. Um, so the story is going to be about a woman named Amy Grimes. So Amy Grimes currently is working a kind of dead end and miserable job. Um, she was from a very small family. So it was just her and her parents. Um, she knew she had an extended family, but they were estranged. They really never saw anyone mm-hmm. else in the family. Um, and when she was fairly young, like 10, her parents passed away. Um, foul play was not expected, but also she was 10 and has just really never had a good sense of exactly what happened. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't a murder investigation okay. that she was dragged into, but her parents also didn't have like a terminal illness that they were like, you know what I mean? Like there was, there was none of that like preparatory, like, Hey, like this is going on. This is going to happen, you know, in a year or whatever, like none of that. It was sudden. Um. So anyways, After her parents passed away, despite the fact that she knew she had family elsewhere that her parents had talked to her about, no one adopted her and she was put into like Uh orphanages or foster homes and was kind of like in and out of that system for the rest of her life. So the like next eight years of her life Um, through this whole time, she got really good grades, but she was very quiet in school. Um, She was just kind of a person who was very reserved and kind of um, internal. Um, that early thing that no one came and got her after her parents died is something that made her like really never be able to have a family again, like trust and believing that someone is watching out for her is just like gone. So she fends for herself and she might make acquaintances, but she doesn't really have friends that are like really close. You know what I mean? Um, after college, so throughout college, she again, you know, went to college, did very well. She got a degree in business with a minor in culinary arts with the intention of opening a restaurant. And right now she is a sales associate and a senior sales associate. I'll have it be known um, for arts cheese products. Um, This is this is like, you know, page oh, yeah. one of of this story. Who in God's name convinced me this was a good idea? Oh yeah, that was Chuck when he called me sweetheart after telling me that my numbers for the new jalapeno cheese product could be better. I got back to my apartment, fed Dottie, then saw, sitting on my kitchen counter, not pushed under my door, but on the counter, a letter in my apartment. It was a heavy yellowish thing with parchment paper, not really fancy, more just old and kind of crummy looking. But I opened it, and written on it in crimson ink and damn near illegible due to the actual comical use of cursive was the following Dear Amy Grimes First we would like to offer our dearest sympathies for the death of your great-granduncle Howard Archibald Grimes We are unsure if you were aware of his passing but he was found dead in his home on the on his estate in Maine Services have already been held and he was buried according to his wishes um according to his wishes laid down in his will If you wish to visit his grave, his plot is also on the estate in Maine. It was also stipulated in his will that his estate and all of his assets should be left to his nearest living adult relative. I understand that you were possibly estranged, but you are now the owner of the Grimes Manor as well as a small sum of money. Please proceed um, to the town of Masthead and inquire after me at Clover's and Sons Attorneys, Miles Clover. So here I am on a dirt road in the pouring rain trying to find Clovers and Sons, which I might add is not listed in the phone book, um, Some in some place called Masthead, Maine, which is actually on Google Maps, but not much else. There was a subway 10 miles outside of town that was my last stop before driving into a purgatorial storm and hoping that I was not totally lost. But the fact that I am no longer sure if I'm driving on a road or a flooded deer track is not making me feel any better. And this is and this was my state of mind when I first saw the little town of Masthead in the cold, pouring gray rain. All right. So this is also kind of like a Ah, spooky story. So not dissimilar from your last one, but it is about. This character, Amy, finding out that she has inherited a home from a distant relative and then going and finding out what that place is. Um, My thought with this is that in her mind, this is like, oh, okay, I got the property. Now I can start my restaurant. And it's like a horrifying haunted house. Um, And then it's about her finding out both what happened to this house, why is it haunted, who was her uncle, and what happened to her parents. So this is kind of like finding out that she's like a branch of a very creepy family <laughs> you know what i mean Interesting. and like a homecoming back to like that it. and discovering I'm what this. i think this right now is the one that i want to go with but i also might do space i trekking. like the These idea the of space trucking but you tied. know me and i like creepy stories yeah well and i love i like this character this kind of like embittered like she's both looking at this as like a payday like oh great i have money now (laughs) you know like i'm gonna quit my job um but then it's also you know like creepy horror story um i like a sighing reaction to the supernatural i think this is my love of hellboy coming out of like you see a ghost and you're just like oh frick oh it's a ghost oh dang it oh it's a ghost isn't it oh i hate these ghosts it's like that reaction to the supernatural. Like, like one that I, loved. <laughs> that I
0: loved. I think it was in the first one where he's just like, oh, not again. <laughs> this is like this is like, like, oh, just, like oh, oh now crap. you're going <laughs> Yeah, getting, now you're like, gonna stab me. Great. His... It's just like I, I love that reaction to the supernatural. <laughs> Whereas to them it's not supernatural, it's just paranatural, where it's like this is something that's like abnormal, but it's not super, so screw you, leave me alone.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, it's and more I, of a new I like that you kind know? of feel of it. Um, yeah, no, I, I honestly, either of those last two ideas are really good. So I think, honestly, all three of yours were things I would enjoy hearing about over the five to 10, sorry, the 10 to 35 weeks that we're going to be doing. Um,
1: 10 to 35. Oh
0: God. <laughs> yeah. No, That. no, we're not doing 35, but yeah, like the, 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 10, the 10 episodes. And I mean, eventually the, um, audio drama will come out, but you know, <laughs> we still got one scene to do and it'll edit a music. It's coming along, guys. The audio drama will happen. We didn't forget. We're not lying to you. It's gonna happen. It just took a little bit t- of time to get things together. Okay, yeah, and then one of us had a baby or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Um, I'm excited to hear stories. Um, actually, no. I was gonna say let me know when you decide, but no, 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 no. Go ahead and let it be a surprise, because yeah, I, you'll I'm, find I'm out
1: when about. in the yeah when I. Start I, I like. Next I don't week. like.
0: You know me, and I hate surprises so much but i i do like the anticipation of like finding out which one you're gonna go with and then like finding out the story unravel as we go on it's gonna be harder for 10 weeks because i also don't like not knowing what happens and then to like have it be like A lot, a a little bit longer of a setup, a longer of a climax and like, um, conclusion. It's going to be like, ah, what's going to happen? But yeah, I'm, I'm interested, especially if you go with the creepy one. I feel like you could definitely build some suspense with me and have me pulling my hair out.
1: Hey, Jordan, do you want to, because you did four worlds, do you want to hear one of the ideas that I had that didn't make it? Yeah, into of this course. List? Uh, yes. I was the, one of the ideas I was tossing around was a mermaid romance story set on a planet with like aliens. So You're it'd joking, be like, right. no, that was like, that was top of the list for a while. It was going to be like an alien race in an alien society where they all live underwater and they're like people, And then two of them fall in love. I don't have any idea where that was going to go, that was all the further I got. And then I had other ideas, and I was like, that one's going to die. <laughs> so that's the one that you're not going to get to hear. Thank
0: God. I'm really glad. I'm really
1: glad that you, like, I'm not saying, I just,
0: you know me, I'm not the biggest fan of romance stories, but also mermaid, floofy-doofy mermaid story on a, like, a water planet just doesn't sound like anything oh, I'd be it interested sounded to so hear. so much fun, and but I, I'm I had just not nothing ready for, for it. it. I'm just not ready for it at oh.
1: all also this one might be a romance as well just it's so f- you
0: know it's fine it's just that i wasn't ready for it to specifically it only be a romance <laughs> so um anyways cody i guess we don't have to roll or anything because we're going straight into this yeah but is there anything else you would like to say about this upcoming series
1: i'm afraid
0: okay so anyway i'm I'm scared that I'm going to go too long, or I'm scared that, like, especially when you're like, oh, yeah, you need to have, like, an emotional through line. I'm like, what if I don't have that? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm scared that I'm going to let you down, buddy.
1: <laughs> I think it'll be fine. It's,
0: it's going to be, at least it's going to be an entertaining story, because, like, this like the first of the um teamed-up supernatural stories I think is really fun. Um, it's an idea that I've had for, like, it's an idea i've had since um magic and science world because i thought it would be really funny to write the story in that world because magic actually does exist in that world but it's gonna be fun to do in this world as well so i'm excited to actually be able to write that stupid little one-shot story i had in mind so it's really dumb and it's gonna be awesome but um yeah so that's us cody what are some plugs
1: Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network on podcasts, YouTube, or occasionally on Twitch.
0: Awesome! You can check me out at something I guess zero zero at twitch.tv, where I do We Belong, an anime um show, sorry, anime talk show on Wednesdays with my friend Will, and then I usually stream on Saturdays some um video games, Dragon Age with Leah from the side characters, and then. Um, you can also check out our other podcast, The Side Characters, on Podbean. So, Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. Same places you can check this out. Anyways, that's all I got. Um, Oh, and um, Chaos Fiction Theater on Sundays where I read, um, what's it called? F- bad Fan Fictions with My Friend Trin. So, anyway, that's all I got. So, we will, as always, catch y'all, as always, on the flip side. Bye!
1: Bye!